0: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I just want to say thank you so, so much for reviewing the show and leaving a note. It really allows other listeners to find us and hopefully we can impact their lives with healthy, nutritious content and scientific information. Um, Also a dose of motivation, which I think is what everybody needs nowadays. So here's one of my favorite reviews so far. Um, and this is from Melly J127. One of my biggest pet peeves with podcasts is that the interviewer loves to talk and be the expert on all things. Kelly actually allows her guest to be the expert she is interviewing. She doesn't interrupt, asks thoughtful questions and the interviews flow nicely. Aw, thanks so much, Melly. I appreciate it. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's guest. Today's guest is my friend, Laurel Gallucci. She is the founder of the very popular grain-free bakery, Sweet Laurel Bakery, here in Los Angeles. So if you're out here in LA, hit up the bakery. It's in the Palisades and it's worth every bite. Um, Laurel's also the author of the Sweet Laurel Bakery, or the Sweet Laurel Cookbook, um, which shares all the recipes from her bakery. And she's set to come out with a savory cookbook next. Laurel is the a wife and a mother of two. She is also one of the sweetest people I have ever met. And today I'm bringing her on the show because after going 100% grain-free on an autoimmune protocol paleo diet, Laurel completely reversed her Hashimoto's. She's in remission and no longer needs to take synthetic hormones. Now, with the number of people being diagnosed with Hashimoto's, I want you to know her story. If you've ever been diagnosed, you really should consider an autoimmune paleo diet. In fact, a 2019 pilot study found that with 16 women who had Hashimoto's and followed this protocol, after 10 weeks, they showed significant improvement in quality of life and symptom burden. Now, they didn't see a significant decrease in thyroid antibodies, but it was only a 10-week study. Healing takes time, and I know there's someone that needs to hear this. So if you're dealing with Hashimoto's, you should consider an autoimmune protocol paleo diet, and you should give your body the time to heal like Laurel did. So without further ado, let's welcome my friend Laurel Gallucci to the show. Laurel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining. I am... So thrilled for the audience to get to know you as an entrepreneur, as a mom, um, and also as someone who's dealt with an autoimmune disease. So, why don't we start with, you know, what what the what was the inspiration for starting Sweet Laurel, and when were you when were you diagnosed?
1: Yes, Um, well, first of all, Kelly, it's an honor to be chatting with you today. Thank you for including me. Um you are such an inspiration to so many women and men and um thanks for including me so i'm delighted to be here
0: oh my gosh um, i i thought of you, i literally thought of you the minute that i was coming up with the idea of having like a, a little bit of a female forward female founder type of a podcast that had a wellness twist i i knew that i wanted to include you because your health journey basically led you to starting your company.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. So as background, um, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease in 2012. And, um, at the time it was shocking. I had been this super active, athletic, like energy filled, um, you know, early 20 year old person. And to be sat down in a doctor's office and told I had a chronic disease was shocking. Um, I, I literally like cried. I, I was like, I, I can't like be sick. I can't rely on medication for the rest of my life. It was like a really um, sad moment for me because, you know, I had lived, you know, my whole life being this like happy energetic person. And um, at first when I was diagnosed, the symptoms hadn't really come to fruition quite yet. And so I was treating it medically as, um, Hashimoto's disease is usually treated. And, um, I was treated with Synthroid, which is a synthetic thyroid hormone that makes up for the thyroid, um, hormones that your body's not making. And so this was kind of like the business as usual approach to, um, Treating Hashimoto's disease. And after about two years of being treated that way, um, my symptoms really started to flare up and I actually started to get worse. Like, I noticed that I indeed was not the early 20 year old that I used to be. Um, the first thing that I noticed was that my energy declined significantly and it left me completely, um, you know completely without energy for um, the bulk of the day. So um, I was working as a school teacher at the time and it was really hard to actually work because I was so tired all the time. And then I noticed that my physical output was also much lower in that like if I was on a hike with family or friends, like I would walk so slow. And as someone who used to play college volleyball and was like very active, this was shocking. And I remember one day I was at work actually and I was at the base of a staircase that was pretty steep and I was like, man, I don't want to walk up that staircase like that like sounds like it'd be kind of hard. <laughs> and, wow. yeah. and so like for someone like me who ran on the beach every day and like was a Pilates instructor and a teacher, like this was shocking. I was losing my energy.
0: So, um, so how, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy to me because most of the time people see multiple doctors before they can get a diagnosis of an autoimmune disease. And mm-hmm. you walk into your doctor and you're being diagnosed with this autoimmune disease disease before the symptoms even start to really kick in, in your body. What, I mean, why were you at the doctor? Was it just like a regular? So
1: basically, um, what happened was my, I was at like a routine OBGYN appointment. Wow. Okay. And my OB was like, you have a goiter. And I was like, really? (laughs) And, um, he, he did like a, I want to say it was, um, like he did like a little scan. Like
0: an ultrasound um, of your yes, thyroid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it so, for, right, so for those of you guys listening, um, a goiter is a nodule. It's a, if, if he was able to uh, see it, it was visual or palpable, meaning you're on your neck where your thyroid gland is, there would have been like a little bit of a bump or a nodule that he would have felt because um, your OBGYN should be doing breast exams and thyroid exams on you especially if they're doing your full, if they're the only doctor doing your full blood panel every year. So, okay. So he feels this or sees your goiter and then uses an ultrasound like he would to check for
1: a, for Nico eventually. Um, He basically was like, you have striping on your thyroid. Um, This means you have autoimmune, like you probably have Hashimoto's disease and I'm going to do your blood work to confirm. So you know, at this point, my heart's racing. I get my blood work done, and he got back to me, you know, two or three days later with the diagnosis. Wow. Yeah, and and like I said, I was shocked. I was so sad, but he kind of made it seem like a lot of people had it. And at the time, I was like, really? Because like no one talks about this. And um, it turns out Hashimoto's disease specifically, and all autoimmune diseases are on the rise. Like so many people are being diagnosed with them. And I mean, I'm sure you see it in your practice too, Kelly, but it's one of those things where, um, you know, a, a large part of our society has it. I have, you know, my philosophy why, and so do various other people, but we're living in a different day and age than, you know, our mothers and grandmothers. And, you know, there's various environmental toxins, our food is different, and like we're using crazy cleaning supplies. And I think that's really affecting why it's on the rise.
0: Oh, I totally, I I totally agree with you. I think it's, I think it's twofold though, right? Because one, once there is knowledge of autoimmune diseases out there, you have more doctors diagnosing, more doctors having that type of diagnosis on top of mind. They're looking for symptoms. They're looking for markers on blood tests. So you're going to see more people being diagnosed, but what's causing the diagnosis or what's causing the breakdown. And you're, I think you're exactly right you're talking about everything and anything that would break down any type of bacterial barrier to your body so you know whether your body is attacking it, it itself and you have celiac disease or hashimoto's disease or rheumatoid arthritis i mean all of these autoimmune diseases is body attacking itself and the reasons for that is a lot of times the reaction of the immune system.
1: I know for me personally, I truly feel that my autoimmune disease was induced by the craving of antibiotics I took in college. I was on them for like, I remember being on them for like months. And um, I think that that weakened my, you know, gut flora significantly enough to like take away that barrier that, you know, we were you were speaking of earlier and inducing the autoimmune disease.
0: So let's get back, let's get back into how you started taking care of yourself and getting off. Did you end up getting ever getting off of synthroid? Are you still on
1: synthroid? So so basically what happened was when I hit that wall of like, you know, it's been two years and I'm getting worse. I'm not getting better. It got so bad that I had to quit my job as a school teacher. And it was a situation where, you know, my husband, my dad, my family, everyone was telling me, you know, well, you really need to take a year off and rest. That's the right decision. Um, My dad told me, and he's a physician, he said, you cannot put your health off another year. And that really stuck to me because I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm like 26 and I'm like so sick that I can't work. You know, this is a problem. Mm -hmm. So um, I took a year off of teaching And I started working with a functional medicine, medical doctor. So she was an MD who, you know, Harvard trained medical doctor who decided after having all her children to get functionally trained. And so she really has like an interesting approach in that. She has that strong medical background, but is also functional in her approach to healing. And um, I started working with her, and she literally took one look at me, knowing that I had Hashimoto's disease, and told exactly what I needed to do to feel better. And she was like, um, she asked me, she's like, Laurel, what are you eating every day? And I told her, well, um, it's funny you ask. I have this breakfast that I love. I start every day off with sprouted Ezekiel four nine bread and peanut butter, and it's my favorite thing. And then you know, I told her, <laughs> I told her like my other favorite things that I ate, and she was like, "Okay, so here's here's what I'm going to tell you. I want you to go completely grain free, completely refined sugar free, completely dairy free, completely legume free for a year, and I guarantee you will feel better." And, you know, this was kind of shocking to hear. I was really surprised. Um, you know, I had heard of this like Haleo lifestyle movement happening and I had never made the correlation that it actually could affect your health. And so I gave it a try. Um, I Like that night, I went completely grain-free, refined sugar-free, dairy-free. And... Um, it was pretty remarkable how quickly I started to feel better, and the number one thing I noticed was that my energy did start to come back. I um, I had other things wrong with me that she also addressed, like I had a very messed up gut, and she was um, she put me on a really strong um, gut healing protocol, and I also um, had noticed, you know, throughout the sickness that I stopped having a period, so I had secondary amenorrhea. So like the three things I was basically treating were the Hashimoto's disease, the, um, digestive problems and the secondary amenorrhea, which is, um, you know, you're not ovulating and, um, you know, slowly but surely, um, as I went through this healing through food, food journey and gave this lifestyle slash diet a year, I started to see body systems come back online and, um, the energy came back. Um, my digestive system got so much stronger, so much so that, like, you know, I forgot to mention this earlier, but my doctors, before I changed my diet, um, you know, when I went to them and told them, you know, I'm extremely constipated. I haven't gone to the bathroom for like a week, they literally put me on Miralax. Did That's
0: not. Right. Use- That's what they all do.
1: Yeah, so they didn't address the issue. They gave me a band-aid fix. And I knew that that was weird and I also hated taking it. It was so disgusting. Um, but I needed it. I wasn't digesting food and it, I didn't know about this whole, you know, healthy gut protocol that I could have tried as well at the time. And so um, it was it was pretty awful cool for me. <laughs> um, and I I know this is like TMI but so quickly into my healing journey to not deal with something like constipation anymore like it's not an issue and it hasn't ever been since I addressed you know this gut healing um, initiative and I really do think that's because of you know all the work I did there and then um the third thing that I was addressing was you know the lack of a menstrual cycle and that was like a whole other thing that um it took like two and a half years to come, get back to normal after I made my diet change. But um, let me tell you, the amazing thing is, is I was able to get pregnant um, after you know not ovulating, and you know every time I would get my hormones checked, like estrogen was super low, all those reproductive hormones were super low, and I miraculously got pregnant with my son Nico in 2017, and my autoimmune disease has been in remission ever since. Like, um, I've, I've been... Nico just celebrated his second birthday, which is amazing. And um, literally on paper, Hashimoto's doesn't show up. I have zero antibodies. And I think that... Um antibodies, by the way, are when you have Hashimoto's, your body is in that autoimmune response attacking your thyroid. And those antibodies are what is actually like going to battle against your own body. And so you know, typically with Hashimoto's, your antibody levels are like 200 or something crazy if you have a bad case of it. And so typically, every time I got my blood work done, I was in that like 200, 400 range. And now when I get my antibodies checked, they literally don't show up. I have negative antibodies, which is crazy. And um, I truly think it's a testimony of the diet and lifestyle change I made. And um, it's all kind of what led me to starting Sweet Laurel, which we haven't even touched on that. But it's that I, I still am grain-free, refined sugar-free, dairy-free, legume-free, and successfully feeling amazing every day. And I'm in remission. So it's been so awesome. I haven't wanted to change my diet.
0: No, I don't. I mean, food is, <laughs> food is medicine and it's obviously worked for you. I think there are so many... So many little nuggets of information. I know so many of my clients deal with constipation um, issues. I have a number of patients and clients that I work with that have lost their period at a certain point in in, in you know their adulthood. Um, and it it's really interesting that you mentioned that it's that it was a secondary diagnosis because I think a lot of people. When they stop menstruating and stop ovulating, they think that that's the number one issue, um, and they don't dig deeper and they don't find out if they are having or dealing with any other type of autoimmune disease. So it's it's really great that your doctor. Would, well, I, no one wants a goiter, but it's really nice that you had one, so that you were able to. Your doctor was able to be proactive in diagnosing you. Um, because it is, it is a band-aid society where Miralax to make you go poop and Synthroid to get that thyroid going is the way to go. Yeah,
1: and
0: it really, you can really do so much more with with the food that you're eating. Yeah. So let's let's get into your business, baby. Yes,
1: let's- it's been an amazing journey. So basically, when I started um, my new lifestyle slash diet change. Um, going completely grain-free, refined sugar-free, dairy-free. Um, it took about two weeks for me to notice like, oh my gosh, I can't eat anything. Like nothing. <laughs> I was like, there's no, there's like not a cracker, not a brownie, not a bread, nothing. And like this was back in 2014. And and back then, <laughs> I know it sounds like it's not that long ago, but back then there really were not as many options as there are there are now for people eating this way. And um, I quickly noticed that if I wanted a cracker or a piece of bread or a brownie, that was something that I would have to make myself. And so... Baking had always been a hobby for me. Cooking was my favorite thing to do. So very quickly, I began making my own food. And um, my husband kind of challenged me. He was like, "I don't want you making two dinners every night. Like, just like make what you can eat, and like I will be so happy." Um, So, first of all, her husband is the sweetest man on the planet. (laughs) By the way, he really is. Um, He's so sweet, and um, you know, really awesome and encouraging me along this healing journey. So like I started cooking everything. Um, you know, like I said, all meals, you know, I started making my own coconut yogurt that recipes in the sweet Laurel cookbook as well. And like having that for breakfast and then doing like, um, really awesome like salads and, um, proteins and vegetables and adding in fun things like crackers and tortillas. And so like I was just nourishing myself. And and, um, then when like the first family birthday party came around, I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a cake I can eat. And so I started making, um, you know, cakes and um, brownies and things like that for celebrations with ingredients that I could actually eat on my new protocol. And um, it was pretty amazing because I realized that baking grain-free, refined sugar-free, and dairy-free was actually quite simple and um, not as complex as conventional baking. And when I was using ingredients, which I now call my five core ingredients in unison, they were creating an amazing, like textured, yummy, um, structurally sound, like not dry at all, like amazing product. What are those five ingredients? So my five core ingredients are almond flour, coconut oil, 100% maple syrup to sweeten, um, Himalayan pink salt, and organic eggs. And so those things in unison really created this amazing product, and um, you know something that was moist and decadent, and did not in any way, shape, or form make you feel like you weren't enjoying the real thing. So, um, and that was kind of when my business partnership came into play. I brought a cake I had made, our chocolate caramel cake, which is our bestseller at Sweet Laurel. I had brought it to. My friend Claire Thomas's house. Her and I had been friends forever. We both grew up in Santa Monica and had so many things in common. So we were friends, and I brought her this decadent cake, and she was like, This cake is not paleo. There's no way. It's so good. Like, you're telling me this is gluten free? Like, she could not believe that. It was so decadent compared to most other gluten-free, vegan, you know, what have you, baked goods. And um, she's like, Laurel, you you have to share this with people. It's amazing. And you know, she's very established in food, an amazing food stylist, photographer, um, creates amazing recipes. And so, hearing that from her, I was like, you know, um, I think I could do this. And like, she encouraged me, and we. Um, started this together. And that was May of 2015. So not too long ago, but um, we started. And um, we started baking cakes for people. And I basically literally did the entire operation out of my home kitchen. I was a cottage lot industry at the time. So if someone ordered a cake from our little website that we created, I would like hand deliver it to your door in LA, Orange County, Ventura County, and that was how we started. And then, after about nine months of that, you know, we the demand got greater, and um, there was wholesale interest beginning to spark. So we um, leased a commercial kitchen and did all of our production out of there, and the business just slowly but surely began to grow. And. Um, you know, now our cakes ship nationally, all of our products ship nationally. Um, we're in grocery stores. And also um this past summer opened our first retail location in Pacific Palisades. And so now for the very first time, you know, this is like a huge deal. Sweet Laurel Bakery mm-hmm. has a bakery you can go to and um sit down and enjoy a slice of cake and some delicious coffee or a superfood latte and um. It's it's an amazing thing to offer to the community because from the beginning we had this amazing committed strong Instagram family of people who really loved Sweet Laurel everything it had to offer um, you know loved the healing through food component the aesthetic component the fact that we decorate everything with organic roses instead of food coloring and frostings and things like that so um, you know now. Now, people can actually come into the store, and it's amazing. Like every day, we're getting people coming from different states and different parts of the world and different, you know, little enclaves of Los Angeles um, through social media. So that's really fun and awesome. And my overall big picture goal is just to be able to share it with as many people as possible, whether that's through our cookbook, which is amazing. Um, it's called Sweet Laurel Whole Food Grain Free Desserts, and um, it's available wherever books are sold. And um, we have a secondary book coming out called Sweet Laurel Savory, which is going to be all savory items in spring 2020. And um, you know, there's people coming to find Sweet Laurel through our cookbook every day, which is awesome. And through our products and um, you know, little stores that we sell. And so it's been a fun journey and we're hoping to just like share it with the world. And well,
0: I think you are, I mean, I think you've done a phenomenal job of of healing yourself and then sharing that with, yes, with other people so that they can celebrate and enjoy Mm -hmm. their lives. If they're dealing with the same sort of a thing, because I think one of the biggest, you know, why, clients are discouraged from, you know, really taking their diagnosis and and taking on their health and trying to, you know, clean up what they're eating and feel better is because they don't want to miss out. Mm -hmm. They've, They've lived a certain way for so many years. They're used to eating a certain way and, you know, being able to celebrate the way that you celebrated your life after your diagnosis and, you know, made home cooked meals for your family is you decided to, to make it happen and to take care of yourself and show people that you can do it with five ingredients. Um, If you were to pick two recipes, like one from your, uh, maybe one or two from your sweets cookbook and one or two that's coming in your savory, what would you, what would you tell people to look out for? Mm -hmm. Uh, What what do you think is kind of, are maybe the staples or, or where, where people should start.
1: Yeah. So just via Instagram, I know the answer right off the bat, the two most made recipes in the cookbook are our chocolate chip cookies, which are five ingredients, and our double chocolate brownies, which are also five ingredients if you don't include the chocolate chips. And they're so delicious. Like these two recipes can be made with one bowl. It's using those five ingredients I spoke of earlier and just the perfect, um, you know, stand in for their gluten-full, sugar counterparts. Like literally, people cannot tell the difference. It's amazing. And we have people making them. Weekly, you know, all the time for every party and sharing about it. So that's been a really fun thing to see. see. And um, another thing that's really awesome is we are, when I first started Sweet Laurel, I saw the two products that I could not buy at the grocery store that are essential for baked goods, I needed to make myself. And those were vanilla extract and chocolate chips. So these two things, if you go to the grocery store, even Whole Foods or, you know, health food stores they don't have grain free sugar free soy free options for these so like you'll find gluten free vanilla extract at the grocery store but it's not grain free and sometimes the gluten free they use glycerol as like the the holder of the vanilla and so what what i did with vanilla extract is i started making my own vanilla extract with tequila and it creates this amazing Product that when baked is delicious and has no resemblance of a margarita. People ask. <laughs> <laughs> aye, it? No. It might, it might smell like it when you're about to pour it into your batter, but it does not taste or bake off like a margarita. It's delicious. It's anti-inflammatory. It's completely grain-free and sugar-free. And then chocolate chips we started making in-house because. Um, you cannot find one that's without cane sugar or soy, even at health food stores. Mm-hmm. And so um, we work with a chocolatier who um, is hand crafting chocolate chips for us using just cacao and maple sugar. And it's an absolutely incredible product that we are launching very soon and hoping that that gets into every grocery store soon. So um be looking
0: that's so exciting.
1: Out for that. Yeah. Yeah, be looking out for that. That's a super exciting project <laughs> we're working on. But um we're also doing some really fun um like launches of other products too that you Nico <laughs> right it's really cute. It doesn't matter. I know. Um so yeah be looking out for those types of things and um In the savory book, the two things that I highly recommend um, are, so one would probably be Claire's amazing bagels that she figured out. Like she figured out how to make the perfect grain-free bagel um, just because she's amazing and can like make amazing things. And um, so she figured out a grain-free bagel that is out of this world. And then I would say my personal favorite is the Raisin Bran, and um, for me, wow. Raisin Bran, yes. So, like Raisin Bran, like growing up, if I ate cereal, it was Raisin Bran. Like it was like growing up, my favorite thing. And it was so funny when I was pregnant, I craved Raisin Bran, and I was like, I have to figure out how to make this because I can't eat it, and so. The recipe for raisin bran is literally my favorite and um so good. Like it's crunchy, delicious. It has like the perfect little amount of cinnamon in it. It's so yummy. And my favorite recipe probably in the new cookbook that will be out next year.
0: That's so exciting. I, I love that both of your both of your savory recipes are like savory breakfast recipes.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How can I have a baked good for breakfast? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, there's like, I touched on hardly anything, but there's like some amazing, like, sandwich breads, and we have a brioche recipe, and just like really fun breads and tortillas and things like that. That, um, you know, you would think if you're on a grain free diet, you couldn't partake in. But, you know, we're trying to figure it out for people. <laughs> no. And I think
0: keeping it simple and, is and accessible is really what most people need, especially when it comes to baking and you're doing that and you're doing that in a healthier way, which I really appreciate, especially because I love when my clients have balance. I love when they eat obviously the fab four. I'm really into protein and fat fiber and vegetables and all the good stuff, right? Like how can we get greens on your plate? Um, Most of the time, but I also there is something about celebrating, and there's something about you know having that tortilla or having a piece of you know brioche at, on the holidays, and knowing that you're not just deciding this is a quote unquote cheat meal, and I'm going to go get X, Y, and Z at a store or whatever. You're like putting that love into it, mm-hmm. and knowing that it's not going to. Totally. It's not going to have the inflammatory response that you're getting from everything that's processed and shelf stable.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I'm sure, like, it just kind of reminds me of what I really truly believe. And, like, I'm sure you agree with Kelly, is that um, nourishing yourself in that way is, like, the ultimate form of self care. You know, you're, like, telling your, by, like, taking the time to, like, make yourself, you know, something like, you know, a, muffin or something that's a treat that you know is like good for you healthy all of that within moderation like that's self care like you're taking care of yourself instead of going to you know the local i don't know place down the street and getting like the sugar full version you know you're you're taking it a step further and actually you know taking time and giving yourself the healthy option too it's been an absolute blessing to I've had the opportunity to stumble upon this, you know, lifestyle style that can be so healing. And um it's come full full circle. Like, you know, I was that person who had to quit my job. I was so sick. Was told, you know, you probably won't be able to have a baby naturally, like you aren't having a period for some r- weird reason. And it's come absolutely full circle in that my autoimmune disease does not show up on paper. You know, I had a baby, I was able to nurse him. And the amazing thing is, after I uh, weaned my baby at about a year, um, I worked with my nutritionist to get weaned off my thyroid hormones. So I was taking armor thyroid. And amazingly, I now do not have to take anything. I'm not taking any supplements for my thyroid and I'm in complete remission still. So it's come full circle. I fully believe I've healed my body through food and this lifestyle change. And it's been an incredible journey. And I just want to share it with people.
0: Well, I'm so glad that you had the time to share it with our listeners today. And I mean, you're, you're a complete inspiration to me and such a sweetheart and an awesome mom and a good friend. And if anyone is in LA, definitely visit the Palisades location. It is like blush velvets and just a really great place to have a sweet treat and a really nice
1: latte or superfood latte. So... Kelly. You are an inspiration, dear friend and super mom as well. And it's such a pleasure to know you. And I love your book. Um, I recommend it to people. It's amazing. And the smoothies are delicious. Oh, thanks.
0: (laughs) Well, well, it was so awesome to have you on. Um, why don't you tell people where they can find you and follow along? I know, um, your Instagram is mouthwatering. So um, share where people can follow along and and get to know you a little bit better. Um, And, uh, and if there's anything else exciting other than the savory book too, and potentially chocolate chips, which makes me
1: so excited. Totally. So. Well, um, for cakes and our Sweet Laurel products, you can visit us at www.sweetlaurel.com. Um, our Instagram handle is at Sweet Laurel Bakery, where you can find lots of fun um, recipes and whatnot. And then personally, my Instagram is at Laurel Bellucci. And um, there I kind of get more in depth about mommy life and my son Nico and healing through food even more. So yeah. Um, Please follow along. And um, I look forward to sharing baked goods. Maybe I won't be in the same room, but you can bake them at home. Um, come into our store and enjoy them or in various grocery stores as well. Awesome.
0: Well, thanks for being here, Laurel. It's always a pleasure. Awesome. And Thank I'm going to come you. come see you in Squeeze Nico soon.
1: Yay. Okay. Thank All you, Kelly. Right.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to Be Well by Kelly. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at bewellbykelly.com and follow me on Instagram at bewellbykelly. I would love if you picked up my books, Body Love and Body Love Every Day. They're sold on Amazon and at all major booksellers.